0: Welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general and the mental side of the game in particular. Uh, over the past year I've talked a great deal about you know, attitude and how we can process our emotions to give ourselves the edge. But when it comes to doing things for real, sometimes the theory comes up a bit short. and I would argue that theory comes up short because people can't put it into um, practice. And the example I use was when I was learning to skydive. One of the things instructors would say over and over again was uh, relax. Um, The point to the mouth encouraging you to take a deep breath but they'd say, relax. Ben Hogan famously said, how can you relax and play golf at the same time? But the more you practiced breathing and consciously being aware of the need to drop your shoulders, release loosen tension for your muscles, it 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 works. It helps little by little. It gets better and better. So I thought this week I'd talk about the um, what I call the dreaded four-foot putt. It's either for a birdie, or it's usually for a bogey. Uh, it's not necessarily always for a par, is it? But uh, you know, Ben Crenshaw was considered one of the best putters of all time. Curiously, when asked about technique, he said, I don't think precise mechanical thoughts. I just stay loose, comfortable, and easy. He didn't believe there was a right or wrong way to putt, no right or wrong way to stand or set up even, but he did believe in making a consistent stroke. Putting is often seen as a game within a game. Personally, though, I believe technique is important in golf when it comes to putting. I believe it has less to do with formal technique and more to do with confidence. The putting green is a very democratic place. It favours no one and is a great leveller, a place where all golfers are truly equal and the best players is not always favourite to take the least number of putts. It is also where the first cracks in a player's game tend to appear many of the legends of the game you know when they got to the later stage of the career could still hit the fairway they could still hit precise irons but their confidence over the four foot putts for par um, took a toll on their nerves and one or two famously lost their putting stroke altogether particularly Sam Snead and Ben Hogan um, who got quite yippy or frozen over the ball the pressure of making sort of clutch putts takes its toll and fine muscle control, you know, eventually it fades away and sometimes it disappears altogether. I think the majority of us uh, would agree that a four foot putt is much easier than a three wood from the light rough or a long bunker shot or a drive with a perfect draw or just about any other shot you will find in the course. And it is actually because it is such a simple shot that the thought of missing it can be so painful. And for some players, because their dominant thought is negative. Sure, it's only a four foot putt and on the practice screen, they'll make them time and time again, but on the course, where it counts for real, it's a different matter altogether. they know if they miss it, they will have dropped an easy shot. The reality is this, we play our best when we are unencumbered by negative thoughts, when we are relaxed and in the moment. Equally, we play our worst when we are full of negative thoughts, tense, and worrying about the next shot or the outcome. This is as true on the green as it is on the tee box. Yet we don't seem to agonize over a tee shot as we do a four-foot putt. So let me give you the advice that I have found the most helpful. You have got to putt like it just doesn't matter. Now I know you're thinking, well, it does matter. I agree, of course it matters. I didn't say it doesn't. I said you have to putt as though it doesn't matter. How often on the practice putting green have you one handed putts in three in a row from five feet, four feet, whatever, without giving it a glance, you've even hit it with the back of your putter because you you think, well, it doesn't matter if it goes in or not. And if we can get that sort of feeling that it, you know, to putt with what I call total freedom, chances are we'll putt a lot better. Now, as I said, this may seem counterintuitive, especially when we recognise that every shot is important. When we think back to the practice green, there's no pressure or penalty for a, a miss putt. And because we are much more relaxed, we are more likely to make those shots. If we can take that same attitude onto the golf course, then we will remove much of the pressure that can cause the nervous stroke making we so wish to avoid. The more we can develop a putting stroke we are comfortable with, the easier it is for us to let go of trying, be confident and simply rely on the stroke itself. Going back to to Ben Crenshaw, you know stay loose comfortable and easy obviously this is easier said than done the more putts we sink especially short putts the more our confidence grows and the more we expect to sink them in the future the opposite is also true missed short putts lead to a lack of confidence and an expectation of missing in the future simply put our confidence on the green is more important than our technique. As long as the stroke we adopt and use works for us and can be repeated. Among students of the game, one player stood head and shoulders above all others when it came to putting, and that was the South African Bobby Locke. He was by all accounts an extraordinarily gifted putter and one of the most unorthodox styles seen in the game which went against all the conventional theories of what constitute a good putting stroke. In fact, to the best of my knowledge, no one has ever attempted to copy his technique because it was very individual to him and, I guess, not comfortable for others. When he putted, Locke kept his feet together and kept the ball in line with his left foot. On the backstroke, he would take the club inside the line of the putt and as he came through the the ball he would appear to hood the face of the putter and have a very short follow through almost as though he was stabbing at the ball he did not over analyze his technique but let the results speak for themselves it was Locke who coined the phrase you drive for show and you putt for dough he was not particularly long off the tee but placed great emphasis on being accurate and when he arrived on the green in regulation he was a match for anyone as his three Open Championship wins demonstrate. The other quality that great putters possess is that they do not linger over the ball once they've read the line of the putt. Both step, they step up, they look down the line once or twice and then stroke the ball. If they made the putt, that was fine. If not, no, they don't lose their cool; they simply continued. It was watching some great putters that I've seen over the years in the professional and even amateur ranks that led me to this conclusion, which is the best way to approach putting is simply to putt like it doesn't matter. Now, we know that every stroke we take in the course does matter, but equally, the more we worry about bad outcomes, the tighter we become and the greater the likelihood we will hit an imperfect shot. We've all experienced days when our putters were red hot, whoever other had them cold, cold as ice. I've had days when I've gone round with four or five one-putt greens and nothing other than two putts for the rest of the round. Equally, I've had seven or eight three putts in a round and a couple of lucky two putts along the way. My putter was just cold. So what's happening? What's the difference? I think when we try too hard, we get tight and tense. And sometimes, sometimes, when we just relax, our confidence grows. And if we, and the expression I like to use to my players is, we have to surrender to our talent. And most of us have a talent for putting that we may not recognize it. So that was really my kind of thought about the four foot putt that we have to putt as though it doesn't matter and because otherwise we develop a fear and fear has no place in the golf course nerves and even a little tension you know can be helpful but to be fearful that we're going to miss a four foot putt serves no purpose at all um i wrote a book called silent mind putting and i wrote another book called golf under pressure which goes into great depth on both of these sort of areas of you know stepping away from your emotions and uh, surrendering to your talent. And uh, there's some amazing professional golfers who I wish would just do that. They would just surrender to their brilliance because they, you can see them agonizing, trying to, 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 trying to overpower the golf course through calculations. And I think some of the guys that you see just out there smiling, I'm a huge fan um, of Victor Hovland. I think if you ever see a player who enjoys himself and it seems very relaxed in the course, it's him. Well, if you're interested in learning more about uh, Silent Mind Golf or working with me, go to the link on the podcast. I won't try and sell you anything, uh, but uh, there's an online training program, uh, different uh, categories, and I'm sure you'll find something that will work for you. Uh, Until we meet again, speak again, play great golf and have a wonderful week.